What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker with another Scarf Live RSL Nation podcast. We need to shorten this name. Also, it's you know we're a little rusty. It's been a while. Well, as the old saying goes, if two hipsters record a podcast and no one hears it, did they really record it at all? Well, I explain what that means to the fine folk of RSL Nation. So, not only have we recorded once since our last uh, podcast and this one. But a whole two times with some very major technological issues resulting in uh, corrupted files that were not publishable. So, well, I wouldn't say they were corrupted, they were just non existent. That's another good way to put it. Um, They were not there Mm -hmm. where they should be, is really the theme of this message. Yeah. Um, They were good though. Oh, yeah, some of the, I mean, we talked about trade rumors. We talked about uh, Herman Cano. Is he coming? Isn't he coming? I think we were right on all of them. Dude, RSL Nation, you would have been proud of your boys. We were nailing them left and right. Take no word for it right now. Oh, they were the best podcast episode you'd ever heard. And we're just assuming at this point that this gets published. Honestly, I'm assuming it doesn't and just really phoning it in. And, uh, you know, I would like to be surprised. Well, it is characteristic of rsl everything to phone it in early part of every season isn't it i mean that's very meta of you but okay anyways how you doing man what you been up to long off season yeah it's a long long off season um you know i think like every single other rsl fan out there just frantically consuming every bit of information i can get my hands on trying to sniff out the crap rumors against the actual rumors, uh-huh. fact from fiction. Like I said, everyone with with an internet connection is all of a sudden an expert, including the two of us. Including the two of us, your boys. And uh, yeah, just really, really, really ready for early March, March second to be so precise. Ready. I'll take early February at this point. Hey, yeah, preseason is more or less officially here. So you want to tell these fine folks? I'm using the term fine folks. Like you said, we are a bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Been a hot what, minute. What we're going to talk about, because I'm a huge believer in tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them, then tell them what you told them. All right, that's a weird way to put it. Um, well, there's uh, we had a bit of a friendly two days ago, the good old US of A versus uh, our neighbors to the south, Panama. So we're going to talk about Corey Baird's performance. Corey Baird. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Justin Glad not getting to stick around and getting cut from January camp and what that might or might not mean. That was a little surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to transition that into ourselves preseason. That's right. That's right around the corner. And that's probably more or less the podcast. Did we cover the Kano thing and all? Is, is that, that way too late right now? I that's... mean, it feels a little late. Long story short, the dude tried to, like, just have a... He did the typical, like, you know, oh, I'm a tough negotiator. I'm going to have a bunch of clubs bidding for me. And here's the thing. Like, the dude obviously is, you know, he's got... He's, you know, quote-unquote worth it. He's got talent for days. I think he's one of the best South American players right now, or mm-hmm. South American players. Um, it, you know... Well, it, if you exclude the Messi's and okay, Aguero's right, of the so, world. Yeah, the right. ones... The one, I mean... South American players who currently actually playing in South America. In, yeah, right. Exactly. Currently playing in South America. Um, no, I, I think he was, you know, trying to be cute and smart and, you know, obviously get the most money and 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 
perks and bonuses possible. And I mean, at the end, they ended up re-signing for Medellin, which I think was to be expected. I, I think it's, Arcel had to, you know, was at a point where I think they just had to move on from him. Right. They didn't have the resources to continue those conversations. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's. So while we're already on the topic, we did discuss this even before the two podcasts that never got published. Yes. You know, someday there will be an investigation, the secret files. Right. Searching for the missing two podcasts. They were really good episodes for what it's worth. <laughs> we talked about this for like 45 minutes about so this dude. In those and in the previous ones, we talked about that number nine argument that we keep having every single offseason. Well, maybe not every single offseason, but let's face it. Since the offseason where Saburio left, basically. We've been basically. searching for proper, reliable, good number nine who is not pissy and has a decent attitude, which... By definition, is an oxymoron. Usually, number nines have all of those problems. But what we said at that point is, with Damir's performance last year, right. I would not be a huge opponent of telling him, you're going to be on number nine next year. Yeah, I mean, if we like had to, if it was like no other options. Uh... But I think this is the time to do that. Right, but I think they're not doing that because they want to get an actual number nine, which makes the most sense. Right. It, it's... I think stopgap, sure, it, it's it's doable. But I think if you go into it as like, oh, hey, we're not gonna look for a number nine because we can't really get a number nine or whatever the you know whatever ends up happening, you know, I, I think we know that the mirror can more or less fill that role when absolutely necessary. But that shouldn't change the fact that we should go out and get a proper number nine. Absolutely, agreed with that. So while we're on the topic of forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and number nine specifically, but let's just stay stick with forwards. Uh, Corey Baird. Corey Baird. Decent performance and his first outing for the U.S. men's national team in Glendale uh, last week against Panama. This week. It was two days A ago. Lot, I mean, last Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Well, depends when you're listening to this. Right. I'm assuming most people listen to it day of or day There's after. That. So, question. Yes. You point this out, I think rightfully, on the tweet machine and the Facebook, mm-hmm. that he did well because he played his natural position, which is a wing, outside, attacking. Yeah, right. He, he played on the wings. And let's get the... I thought he did really well. He, he, had, he had the assist. He had a couple of uh, little mistakes in the front. He had a solid look on goal. He had a solid look on goal. Uh, the assist was gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played some other balls real well. He looked winded in the second half, as is to be expected from players at this point sure. of the season. Tell me if I'm crazy. Well, okay, you won't. But he's got absolutely no shot at playing any significant minutes at with Real Salt Lake right. in this natural position. Am I am I off my rocker here? There's no, no chance, right? No, it, it's and, and I think this is like my biggest problem with RSL Nation as a whole. The dude had a fantastic game against Panama's B team. It was great to see him in his natural position. At the few times that he's actually got to play on the wings for Real Salt Lake, he's done super well. The New England game comes to mind uh, right before the, the two Portland games. Or the between the two Portland games, I think it was last year. Um, he got to play on the wings there. Right. Dude was fantastic. But it isn't like, is he good? It's the, is he the best option there for us? On either side. On I, Yeah, let's let's assume he can play both. I think he prefers the right. Right. Um, he's not better than Savarino. Not even close. And 
I think there are moments where he could be better than Plata, but I don't think he's consistently better than Plata. Plata has some horrendous games. Absolutely. He disappears. And those are, I think we're unfortunately expecting those from time to time now. But man, when Plata is on, even when Plata is just average, even when Plata has a bad game, the opponent has to account for him. Sure. Plata has those moments of brilliance that that change games. And he's got the speed. Right. And, and not to take anything away from Corey Baird. Like, I think the dude played out of his mind. I, you know, other than that uh, kid from the Chicago Fire, I would say he was kind of the, the kid of the camp. Mihailovic. Yeah, no, no, no. Dude, dude was the truth. Um, yeah, that goal was kind of... He did also take, like, four shots afterwards that had no chance of going in. So I think that needs to be accounted for. Anyway, back to Corey Baird. Had a fantastic game on the wings. It was awesome to see him playing there. I like knowing that in a pinch, we can put him on the wings and he'll do. Play. He'll be more than serviceable. He'll be right. average to good. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Open Cup, if we ever decide to take that thing seriously, would love to see me some Corey Baird on the wings. Right. No problem. Is he RSL's like starting eleven? You know, right or left wing? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And anyone that thinks he is is delusional. Or just doesn't has it out for Plata, which is fine. Like I have it out for Plata many games, but you know, bring bring rationality to it. It's right, I still start him the very next game. Right, yeah. it, it's you know, does Plata like to disappear? Absolutely. Um, is he is he not the better option than Baird? I I don't think so, and not even close to Severino. Oh no no, those two are like different atmospheres. Like and, it's, and if you just take the current current roster, he doesn't get the number nine spot either. Uh no. Um, depending on what happens in the midfield, obviously. Right. It's. I think there's a lot that needs to be. Right. Honestly, I'm looking forward to March second and seeing what our starting eleven looks like, because I think it's going to be a huge indicator of where the season's going. I am less optimistic for the start of this season than I have been in a while. But I was a little overly optimistic last season. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think every year we look at the. Assuming that one of the nines we were talking to like comes through for us at this point, that's a hell of an assumption at this. Also, right. if we're going to be honest, um, it, it's we have a crowded roster at the moment, and there's a bunch of kids that are going to probably go get full time, you know, spots with the the Monarchs realistically. Right. And and but I think for the first time in a very long time, Petke has the ability to kind of get in his own way if we're going to be honest where uh-huh. he's got more options than he has problems and and player selection and 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 you know uh, uh roster moves and who starts when especially with kind of the shortened season is going to be huge this year um i, I think i genuinely believe it's petke's biggest test that's uh, a good i hope problem that we will have absolutely at some point i in my mind it's still because of the unknowns everywhere, at this point I'm just converting Damir to number nine. He strikes me like the kind of guy hmm. who, you know what? If he really wanted to be a goalie, he'll figure it out. Yeah, give him three months. Yeah, you know, for sure he'll be a goalie. For sure. He, I, I we got into this on Twitter with, with some of the followers. If Real, I would, I am of the opinion that Real Salt Lake has the most flexible player pool in the MLS. We, across the board, have players that can play, not like, oh, a CB to, like, you know, one of the right or left defenders. It's like, you know, 
we've got outside backs that can be strikers. It's we've got midfielders that can be strikers. We've got uh, CBs that can be defensive midfielders. Pretty much across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only position that thus far has been safe is goalie. And even then, I don't put it past Petke to you know. No, I think that's the, that's the line. I was looking for the line. That's the line. Uh, I used to think it's Beckerman. It's not Beckerman. The line is Romando, which is it means ten positions up for grabs right. at any given point, which is awesome. We also have an Allen Jordan or Jordan Allen who mm-hmm. never plays. So there's there's some of that. Fun fact: Dude still hasn't shown up for uh, for practice. Yeah, you were telling me that camp. earlier. What's happening there? Yeah. You know? So by all accounts, whenever Petke's asked about it, um, the the, the the kind of the company line has been uh, he's addressing personal or he's been cleared to deal with like a personal matter or something. Obviously, life still happens, and just because you are a soccer player playing professionally, you know, it doesn't make you immune from just you know life. And and you know, we're hoping that everything's okay with the uh, uh, Jordan Allen uh, family and everything's how it's supposed to be. Um, it is kind of. I don't want to say suspicious, but it isn't great timing. It's, no, it's a not, dude that hasn't played yeah. the last two years. All of a sudden, isn't yeah. isn't showing up for practice? Like we really hope there's nothing serious. And, for sure, and whatever it is. Love me, love the kid, but I'm, I mean, also let's be realistic. There's no way he's he's breaking the first team this year. Well, we don't know what he did during his time off. I would be shocked. So speaking of first team, Tony Beltran's supposed to be back. Tony's back. Tony's practicing. He's he's with the team. Um, so what happens to Brooks Lennon, in your opinion? I mean, and, and this is the part where I was talking about March 2nd being this huge date. It's, I don't know. It, it's, I realistically envision Tony getting that starting spot back pretty quickly, if not just by default. Um, it's, I like having Brooks Lennon as a, as a bench option. It's, he's no longer on loan. We do own his rights. He has a contract with Real Salt Lake, so we don't have that fear of him just being like, hey, deuces, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it it's. I mean, I think for the first time in a very long time, there is serious competition across multiple positions. Yeah. In Real Salt Lake, the one exception being that striker spot. Yeah. Where there's no clear cut answer, but yeah, and just I, that one spot. I'm gonna predict it right now. The mm-hmm. Mia is gonna be your number nine, March yeah. second. It, it's. I I think that's very likely. Yeah. Given, given you know the the government shutdown, the lack of the striker. I'm serious, man. It's what's the government shutdown, dude? Do? FC Dallas hasn't been able to like bring players in now oh, that it's come to an end. Yeah, like visas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a legit concern. Yeah. Um, huh. And you Thanks, know, government. Not not to be that guy, but they do play soccer in Muslim countries, and you know, like given yeah. the the state of the. U.S. like if you know if I'm yeah. like Northern Africa or something like do I really want to come out here? Yeah, didn't we? Weren't we in discussions with someone? We're in discussions with uh, I don't know if it's discussions, but there are rumors floating about about a, a I think Liberian yeah. striker who I want to say plays in like the Netherlands or something was yeah. the last I heard, but it's supposed to be real low key. I I it's preliminary one, right? It's like it it I. I'm hoping I'm wrong here and that the dude like gets announced tomorrow. Yeah. But I wouldn't put a lot of uh, faith into that one. I haven't looked into him at all. He's don't, no. Don't so things. here's he's very much our like third or fourth choice. 
it's even if he does come over if he comes and no no i mean oh, if he I mean, comes okay, he's yeah, like yeah. our starting striker because he does it for a living right and no one else on the team can see that <laughs> but uh no like looking at at some of his stats and then just his playing style i think the dude's good and if we get him it's obviously an asset but i mean he's no herman cano that's that's right. for certain it's, it's very clear that this wasn't the first guy they talked to i think <clears throat> i think we'll be okay I don't think with this roster are we going to, you know, win the supporter shield if nothing changes on it. You don't think they will? I don't think. No, no. No, no, I, no I don't I, think it's going to be that that caliber of team, especially considering the level of competition around the league right now. I mean, look you at know, what Colorado's doing. Look at yeah, look at Colorado, look at what Minnesota's doing. Yeah, um, yeah there's it's not look, look at what Atlanta just did again. Look what LAFC is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, LA Galaxy. I mean, just by re-signing uh, Ibrahimovic. Right. Uh, immediate contender for a right whole year. There. For a whole year now. But it's not... just the year we're worried about this year, right? Right, but I'm saying like last year he was a difference maker and yeah. he came in in the, in the summer. Right, right. So Man, this it's the league is getting to a level of competition that is really, really good, really right. exciting. It's just that mediocrity no longer sure. is gonna work. Um, I love our approach of homegrown players, and I think it's gonna work out long term. Hell, it's already working out. Look at our roster; half of the dudes are homegrown. For almost. sure. But I think it, the days of the FC Dallas's being top of the West first or second year after year after year with the approach they have to soccer are over. And just to be clear, they've doubled down on that this year. Like, they got rid of everyone, and it's like all youth. Right. It seems that they keep adding to that every year. Right. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, other than RSL, I'm rooting for Dallas to do well. Not because I like Dallas. I actually dislike Dallas very much. You just like how they're doing it? I like how they're doing it. And what better... I love it when uh, the little guys stick it to, you know, the 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 ones who seem to have more money than God. They For sure. More money than they can... They know what to do, what to do right. with. And in Atlanta's case, I mean, yeah, awesome scouting, awesome management, awesome financial management as well. And I would also argue and also, maybe one of the best front offices in the in the... In, in a very year. short period of time, Absolutely. Yes. I also think they're going to get... It's not going to be the same next year. They took everyone by surprise last year. Yeah, yeah. You think NYCFC is not going to double up this year, double down? Um, Red did. Bulls are already good. You think Toronto? Toronto basically... I mean, I haven't looked too much into their stuff. No, Toronto's falling apart. But they were by far the best... They were the best team in the history of the league two years ago. Right, and then two years went by in a league that prides itself on parity. A year went by, honestly, and they couldn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, it, it got rough. So, anyways, I love this time of year. and <laughs> It's just a matter of time before we start seeing power rankings. Right. And I think they start doing it, like, the first week out. It's not even... No, before the season starts. Right, uh, depending on how you ended. It's not even worth, like, looking at. Uh, yeah, we can literally yeah. sit here do a dartboard of every team and For sure. blind blindly throw it up and we might be about as correct. Right. Actually, we should do that. Throw a, a dartboard and blindly guess who's going to win what? Yeah. I'm going to for that. We're going to assign a team to every space, as, as many spaces right. as there are, and just blindfold ourselves, put a nice little background, because I don't want that on my walls. Fair. Uh, and just throw it up. That's going to be like a power rank. I like it. That's how we're going to do it. I, like it. I actually like that a lot. We're going to do it on camera. Yeah, we're going to record that. Yeah. That's going to be good. good. RSL Nation, uh, you're getting the RSL Nation official preseason 
power ranking. Power ranking. Uh, based off of MLS tendencies. So no, this is the pre preseason power ranking. Power ranking. I like it. I like it a lot. Let's do it next week. We have, to, we have to figure out a camera. I don't think it'll be too rough. Yeah, they do come pretty standard on phones these days. Most phones. Yes, <laughs> so, they do. That. Um, Hell of a tangent here. Yeah. Long story short, Corey Baird had himself a fantastic uh, showing with the men's national team. It was but a he's January not starting. He's not starting on the wings. I right. very easily could, you know, depending on what happens with our search for number nine, could yeah. see him starting for Real Salt Lake, but in that striker role. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, I think we were going to talk about the preseason a bit. Well, before we do that... So Glad also got the call up ah, for the yeah. January camp. The original, I think, it was twenty-eight or thirty-two. Basically, mm-hmm. like the camp before the whittling down to the twenty-three-man roster. Yep. And he got released, after, you know, before the the friendlies. He also didn't get a whole lot of playing time in the uh, in the finals last year, as mm-hmm. the season was coming to an end for us. Right. Do you think Glad has hit his ceiling and he's kind of starting to level off? Well, I hope not. Right. So this is, in my opinion, this is where the the talented are being overtaken by the hardworking and the and the hardcore professionals. Right. Okay. So, in other words, um, he's an ex- extremely talented player mm-hmm. at his position. Right. He's got all of the physical attributes. I think he could probably use a little more muscle mass, but that's just my right, opinion. Right, but I mean like the height and the, sure, the, yeah, the, the speed and the quickness for his size. He's not a frail 120-pound right, man. Right, right. Yeah. So what my worry with a guy like that is, and this, I think, honestly, this we see this happen time after time, sport after sport. You get the, the young bucks right. who, uh, think about it this way. Justin Ladd has probably been the best player on every team, every soccer team he has ever played on. I don't want to say in his whole life, but at least since like junior high. Sure, sure. Um, Up until he went pro. Right, that's what I mean. Sure. So, and, and again, I see this. I heard someone argue about this with in basketball. It was it was the same thing. You have to remember because it was they were talking about how these people, how these players come in and and they have big attitudes and you know these different problems and, and the question is like, well, what do you think? They were the stars on every team their whole life, and now they're in, a, in an environment where they actually have to work hard, right, um, to earn the spot over the other guys. And look at this competition, right. And I'm not talking about the national team. I'm talking sure. about RSL. Right. He's up against a couple of hard-nosed, thirty-somethings mm-hmm. professionals who have played all over the world, competed, uh, have never been star players on any of the teams they were on. Right. They were never the go-to person on any of their teams. Sure. Which means they had to work hard year after year, every week. I mean, Nedim um, was the captain at QPR. Right, but he was. Still not. QPR was actually, I don't know what years was he there. QPR was loaded for a while. Um, so they were always, he's up against hardworking, hard nosed, pure, proper professionals. And I really hope he, he doesn't get uh, the same mentality that your boy, uh, Acosta, right. which, whom we haven't even mentioned, which is okay. He's gone. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully not forever, but it's uh, probably forever. I hope he doesn't develop the same mentality where he just gets this victim right. mentality. Sure. I deserve to start. 
Well, you know, these dudes' livelihoods depend on this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, so it's... play like your life depends on it because it does. And I'm looking forward to, especially if he doesn't start. Right. Which you I don't want, know. You if, want to see that reaction? I, I would love to see that reaction because then we know if we get a player or not. We know he's skilled. Right. We know he's getting better year over year. That mental check. But it's that mental check. So for sure. See what happens there. In his defense, you know, uh, Glad did spend his youth career at the academy and it was the 2012-2014 roster batch whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. class so uh, like he's got very talented peers i think he's at he's you know was he probably the best option in that class at right. center back yeah probably but you know he has been around some top tier you know relatively speaking talent yeah since you know 16 17 um I'm hoping it's one of those things where, you know, it was just like, hey, I've seen what this kid can do. It's We don't need him. It wasn't like an attitude thing. It wasn't right. glad phoning it in. Um, yeah, I I think you kind of alluded to it briefly. It's I, if my ideal, assuming, you know, no position shifts, everything is as it is. My ideal center back pairing at this point doesn't involve glad. Like, I'll just come out and straight out say it. Um, right. I think the dude's good. Uh, I think we've got two guys that are better, from what I can tell. From from how the season ended last year. Right. That being said, Marcelo Silva's, you know, health. Well, so that was one next point. Uh, like, dude, you know, dude goes down with a sprain, like, even, first week. Even if, <laughs> I would say, even if Glad is the number three option in that section, uh-huh. he could start every game. Right. Because sure. <laughs> between, between cards and suspensions. Right. Um, and injuries and just age. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're playing three games in a week. Right. Uh, most of those those two dudes are not starting for both sure. games. For sure. It's good to have that as an option as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, and I really, really hope that by the middle of the season, Justin Glad is an undisputed starter. Not because the others are doing bad. <clears throat> but because he comes through and shows it, because again, there's a lot of potential there for many, many years. For sure. All right. Now, what's the next topic? Now we're gonna get into a little, little uh, preseason. Preseason. So the boys just got back from California, a week out in the in California for a little, little skirmish. Some, some. I think they faced the college UCLA side, at UCLA side, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was behind closed doors, just kind of, you know, see if people are yeah. able to run for 90 minutes. Right. Um, but on the 8th of February, they have a game at Aloha Stadium in Hawaii mm. against a Japanese opponent, Iwaki FC, uh, J-League. You so, want to be in Hawaii for that game, huh? It's, huh? Uh, see what you did there? No, no, it's, it's, uh, it's cute. Um, so I... I remember, like, reading comments on the RSL Nation page, um... And I think the U.S. women's national team had a game recent, not recently, I think I want to say like a year or two years ago, mm-hmm. at Aloha Stadium. And it's, they, they had like photos and stuff, and it's the kind of turf where it's like coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, my goal for the Hawaii portion of the preseason is no one gets hurt. Okay. That's, I mean, I don't know if they've like, and done things to it. Well, you would assume, having tried to put together a tournament a couple of years ago, eh, five years ago, didn't go well, long story short, you would assume that there were a lot of places Mm -hmm. that were recruiting these teams to come and play, right? 
Um, so you would have, and I think they got a couple of pretty decent teams out there. Didn't they get Portland out there? Oh no, that's a that's a Phoenix one. That's the Phoenix nah. one. No, it, it's. I'm not entirely that's, sure. There's a few teams out there's here. There's one more. At least one more MLS team, I think, and the Japanese team. You would think that part of the package they sold them on is grass that no one's gonna die doesn't swallow your feet. But anyways, <sighs> all right. So they're playing in Hawaii for mm-hmm. one or two games. I two, think two games. So two yeah. games in Hawaii. That's the eighth of February. So we can assume. I haven't heard anything about this, but we can assume this will be one of those YouTube live streams. Probably, yeah. It, it's. I think they. Uh, they have the right to, like, the teams have the ability to have it be behind closed doors mm-hmm. uh, upon request. Um, I could see one of the preseason games, maybe two, kind of doing that. But other than that, probably not. Something yeah, um, every year. Because after that, so after Hawaii, they go into Arizona. Right. So they play a game on the 8th and on the 10th of February in, in Aloha Stadium. And then on the 13th, it's uh, uh, Kino North Stadium, Arizona, which is in... Tucson? Tucson. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Then they go up to Phoenix to face the Phoenix Rising on a game I will be attending. Right. Take lots of uh, the notes and let us know what what you come away with. I might just do a Facebook live. Hey, doing the live FC Dallas uh, four days after that, and then three days after that they face the Portland Timbers. All both of those games being back in uh, Tucson. Tucson, and that's the twenty what? That's the twenty third, and then season kicks off like and a then, week later. Uh, ye- I think so. So, yeah, the very next week we travel to uh, Houston to face the Houston Dynamo for an MLS regular season game. My God, it's like a month away. Honestly, it can't come soon enough. Do you care about the preseason at all? I mean, like, I don't care if we, like, win, you know, quote-unquote trophies. I don't think there actually are trophies. There are. The Tucson tournament, I think, has a trophy. Fascinating. Um, I care about, like... You know, us using that time well. Uh, Petke strikes me as a dude that uses like breaks with the team very well. Um, you know, he didn't have a an official preseason with the club. I think the first year, the first year, no, but last year he did. Right. It, it's genuinely excited to see you know what what he does with them you know, with the new guys. I, I think it's just like getting just getting dudes on the same page. Um, yeah. I care about the preseason in that I want them to spend that time well and come out of the gates swinging in March. Yeah. Because it's, you know, right out of the gate. We've got ourselves got ourselves some tough matches. Yeah. And I I would actually love to see them. And I know Petke won't do this because he doesn't do this unless their game CCs is important. I would love to see them win some stuff. I'm not talking about trophies, but trophies just come as a result of winning games, sure. right? Um, I want that mentality. We're going into win. We didn't have that mentality too often last season, I think. Sure. Um, yeah. Honestly, other than that, couldn't care less. Right. I j- I'm just glad to see some. So I would love. I just. I just want to wake up on a Saturday or Sunday morning, or get off work and rush home. To catch a game. To catch an RSL game. Yeah. I don't care if we're playing Olympus High School. <laughs> it's it's bound to happen one of these days. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's Honestly, it'll be here before we know it. I think we're going to kind of try to start ramping up the podcast now that we've got our technological bugs oh, hopefully. all figured out. Maybe Folks, we... if you're listening to this, we got the tech bugs. Thing. Right, yeah. If you can hear what we're saying, 
magically we have come to a, a fix. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep an ear out for that, you know, rumored number nine. Uh, maybe uh, talks of Plata and the wings and who's going where and all in all, it's just it's it's you can kind of feel it feel it in the air. It's it is it's uh, right regular there. soccer season is just around the corner. Did we cover all the topics we wanted to cover? I mean, we talked. People may or may not have listened. That's that's really all a man can ask for. Hey, we're just a couple of amateurs with an internet connection and a microphone. Sometimes it do be like that, folks. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a beautiful rest of your insert day night week. There it is. Bye.